0: Hey everybody, welcome to the latest STC Pod, your start to continue podcast. This episode... What do you think? 235. And uh, we're face-to-face. Not over the internet, which uh, I thought would be such a good time, because there, I th- thought there's like a tiny bit of humanity left in you that when someone is talking to you face-to-face, you actually... Uh, stay present into a conversation.
1: Well, you thought wrong.
0: Yeah, as you put your phone away. You thought wrong. Yeah, no, I think there is a little bit of humanity left <laughs> in you. It's been killed. That if someone is speaking directly to your face, that you feel somewhat compelled to uh, stay uh, into the conversation.
1: How do we lower these chairs? These chairs don't lower. Yeah, it's got to be something. Well, all right. What do you want to talk about? There it is. Much. Oh, fuck. That's how you do it. Hmm.
0: Because well, yeah, when we have our now inter- I'm too low. we have our internet discussions, uh, if I say more than string five seven words together in a row, um,
1: you start clicking away on something else. So well, it depends. T- it depends it's- how you say it. Or anyway, I don't want to get into it you want to get into it? Why is this bag making this ticking noise? Because there's a bomb in there, and hopefully it blows there's up. So
0: much gold chains attached to his computer bag.
1: Oh, it's this. I hope it lock. He's got locks and things. I hope it goes off while we're recording, and then it just ends everything. This is uh, bad mood,
0: Joe, because this is late at night. Even though that shouldn't matter, because we are on
1: an overnight clock at this time, Does so matter. it's actually
0: our daytime. <sighs> This is to me three in the afternoon right now
1: uh well to me it's add another 12
0: hours Yeah, i'm a big boy and uh, when i work overnight it's just the same thing oh, just gosh. switched over i gotta get out of this shit
1: <laughs> i need a break from everything you need a break from everything well we did watch one thing tonight that i wasn't aware of you want to tell the people what it was uh, while the folks at ABC, uh, Jimmy Kimmel
0: uh, got together with Norman Lear, legendary television producer, and did a live, uh, live in front of a studio audience, shot of, uh, they did a like a, a redo of an All in the Family script and a Jefferson script, uh, shot for shot, uh, redo of it, remake with uh, new actors, heavy hitter actors. And actresses, the sets were perfect, perfect replicas. Uh, it was really something, you know, man, like it had the feel. It uh, they weren't taking their own spin on these characters; they were like reenacting everyone's nuances and slang and uh, the way they talked, accents.
1: Yeah, they did a good job. I was surprised. I hadn't heard anything about it until you mentioned it to me tonight. It was the exact same scripts that they used back in 1973? Is that one it was? Could be. Something like that. 73
0: or 75? It was like first season All in the Family and first season Jeffersons.
1: Okay, so 75 then. So a script word by word. There's even a, a couple... Uh, A couple that they had to beep out that are uh, not appropriate for on-air broadcasting for today's time. But uh, the actors did a great job. Marissa Tomei, who played uh, uh, Edith Bunker, Archie's wife and all the family there, even in the old 1975 ladies' garb, was still smoking hot. Wow. I don't think she took it... She was a little jokey, I think, with it, though. Mm, yeah, she seemed very excited to play the role,
0: but she did it like she had all the nuances down.
1: Yeah, I hope someone online eventually does like a... I don't know if they will, but it'd be like a, sh- you know, side-by-side scene comparison to see how things were. There was a... We saw two, uh, there's two scenes, one in the family and one in the Jeffersons where there's the boom mic popped into the camera shot. Mm. We thought it might have been how they originally did it by accident for the the initial records, but um, it was probably just obviously a mistake. I think we came to that conclusion. You used to see that a ton
0: on old shows, the boom mic would show up. Even, uh, like, dramas, you'd see a boom mic. Like... He's rubbing his crotch right now. A
1: chocolate that fell on my pants. Uh, so, uh, Archie was played
0: by Woody Harrelson. I think Woody Harrelson did a great job, but he's just a little too fit
1: for that role. Yeah, I was thinking that entire time, too. It, they should have got someone who had a little bit more of a belly.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, Archie is this rock that doesn't want to move from his chair and all that was you know, Woody Harrelson played it perfectly, but he's just too fit for the role. Uh, however, Jamie Foxx played uh George, George Jefferson. George Jefferson like did a spot on impression.
1: And that was the only there's a, there was there's actually two line flubs, but the second one was in the Jefferson airing and uh uh what's her face the the lady who played uh Louise Jefferson the comedian Wanda Sykes mm-hmm. yeah, she covered it up pretty quick whereas on the All in the Family one when um, Jamie Foxx made his flub he broke the fourth wall and said hey you know whatever people at home watching on TV just thought their TV messed up or something like that and then everyone in the, in the background was trying to, to hide their laughter right like even Woody Harrelson uh, had to turn around and look in the corner for a second but I thought it was a great idea. Like, they did it... The whole thing was called... Uh, live in front of a studio audience, wasn't it? But Yeah, that's what the special's called. So it was really interesting to see how they were doing it. Um, because it was, like, from commercial break to commercial break, it was a straight, uh, straight dialogue read. Script read. And uh, sort of reminiscent of... Reminded me of uh, the old Hitchcock films, like uh, Rope. Yeah. Obviously, the scenes weren't as long. They weren't like 20-minute runs, but it was interesting to see how they, as professional actors, could carry on for longer scenes like that. You just don't see that in, you know, especially, you know, 30-minute comedies nowadays, right? We're not used to multi-cam sitcoms anymore. So kudos on uh, uh, Kimmel for—he's obviously always been a fan, and he's always talked about it. How he's a a fan and, uh, I guess, sort of a student of the business and the industry. So Uh, yeah, to get that put together. Norman Lear was there.
0: He's like late '90s, '93. Oh, okay,
1: early '90s. Still. 93 or 96 No, I, I uh, it was 93 or six I don't remember I don't know and then uh, what's her face the housekeeper for the Jeffersons was still kicking so she made an appearance um, and uh, basically reenacted her initial role that she did in the first episode of the Jeffersons where she was hired on as their uh, housekeeper or uh made i guess mm. nice surprise how did you did you even know much of all in the family how would you yeah i watched it, it? when when well, i was on tv when? i don't think i fully understood everything that was going on with it i think i remember the jeffersons did a lot you see more it in the theater i remember the jeffersons a lot more
0: yeah of course Jefferson seemed to be more in syndication like after school well Jefferson's ran
1: from 75 to 85 right but I
0: mean in reruns you'd see that at 6 o'clock or at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock you'd see that all over it's I wonder all- if it
1: was more accepted on a broader basis because it was less had less I guess you know not racism but racial commentary than all in the family right yeah like all in the family was was more of a darker show and jefferson's was more comedic in my uh-huh. opinion they're uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. saying norman lear uh, in his heyday had like seven of the top 10 shows on prime time seven of the top 10 Can you imagine that paycheck I don't know. Did he have good paychecks for him? I imagine he could do anything he wanted with that many shows on the air. Be like the king. King of the castle. Hmm. So this is the first week that um, there was no Q-Dog notification on my feed for in the Q-Dog house.
1: Yep. You know why, right? Why? because they're taking a break because some people need to take a break mm-hmm. so kudos to them for hanging their hat after the 200th episode and moving on to something different and who knows if they'll
0: be back well I needed to see my Q-Dog house that's for sure No, I missed seeing my you didn't miss seeing your Q-Dog house? I applaud them hmm Maybe you didn't actually watch it every week. No, I did. That would explain things. Well,
1: no, you're wrong. You don't know. I Keep get, talking. No,
0: I'm watching you clean your uh, keyboard there's some, now. There's it's, some
1: fungus going on in this it's thing. It's so riveting
0: as you clean your keyboard with your fingers that you're licking. But you eat chips with a spoon, but that's okay. Well, this is my keyboard. Yeah, think of the, the disgusting amounts of DNA that's all over that keyboard. Spaghetti all over? Yeah, that goes right into Kleenex. Well, speaking of the Q-Dogs, I watched a documentary that's
1: right up Q-Dog Alley. Here we go. hmm I'm not taking notes for this. Uh, uh, I'm a pacifist,
0: but the <laughs> back of my hand wants to connect to something so bad.
1: My foot wants to connect with something. So
0: bad. Uh, on Netflix there's a documentary I can't remember what it's called but it's trending oh of course so you'll find it if you look for it nope and uh, you know I remember watching Price is Right um, you know I watched it through the Bob Barker years whatever but it's when uh, what's his name Um, uh, why am I gapping oh Drew Carey Drew Carey took over I kind of checked in quite a bit in that first couple years to see how he was, you know, running the ship. And I remember watching one episode where it got down to the showcase showdown. And uh, Buddy bid, like, exact amount on the showcase. Like, to the dollar. Mm. And when Drew Carey revealed this, he wasn't, like, excited or anything. He was just like, and... You got it exactly good job, and then they rolled credits and they were gone. Like you think it would be like what the hell this is the first time this ever happened, right? And uh, I remember seeing that going. This is really weird. And I looked it up to find out if there's any story behind it. And all the story I could find was that uh, after he placed his bid, they went to break, and normally that would just be a normal two minute break, and then they'd come back and reveal the winner. But they spent like 16 minutes. Uh, off air figuring out like is this legit did he cheat how did this happen uh, but they end up awarding him this thing anyways all these years later this documentary appears on the screen that throws back to that moment not necessarily about the guy who won it but about another guy that ties into it and this guy was like a price is right um nut that went many, many, many times to tapings, maybe like thirty times to tapings. But he reminded me of the Q dogs because when he would watch at home, he would um, he would remember he would write down every single price of every item and put it into a spreadsheet because he came to learn that Prices Right used the same products over and over again for like two years in a row it would be the same products exact same prices so they the products would come up on the show he'd put it in the spreadsheet and he'd get this huge spreadsheet of all these products and prices and he even would program it into a software game so he could quiz himself on all the prices and stuff and uh, he kept going to tapings hoping to get um, called up on stage because he was a savant with all these pricing knowledge, right? But more happened. Uh, what happened more to him was he would shout out the answers on the in the audience and help the people on the stage that would listen to him. And they would show uh, actual points where you could see him shouting a price to someone on contestant row and them looking at him, taking that price, and then they would get the exact right number for the for the price and so on so that's the kind of story you follow this guy's uh, track through the so many years of bob barker into uh drew carey and him getting on and off the show and helping so many people win and how he tied into this guy who eventually won both showcases by bidding perfectly and it was a kind of a neat documentary spreadsheets it'll get you there no you don't follow what made you want to look into this because at the start of this story i said i watched that actual price is right where buddy did win both showcases with an exact right price
1: and then you had to investigate the backstory of this Absolutely. At the time, yeah, because
0: Drew Carey, when he came on, he didn't even make any big deal. But he so you, was like, "Yeah." Well, so if, if you, you had both, made a
1: big deal, you would have been like, "Okay, this is not interesting."
0: It to me. wasn't even advertised that this guy. That was the first time in the history of the show someone got the showcase to the exact dollar amount. And so, yeah, I, that's just been in the back of my head. And then this documentary popped up, so finally, you get to see the backstory behind it, and that backstory goes back like twenty-five years.
1: I think Drew Carey became not funny after he lost all that weight and went on Price is Right. What was that show he was on before that? His uh, Chicago... The Drew Carey show. Everybody Loves Chicago. In Cleveland. Hot in Cleveland? Yeah. I remember watching him on that, and then once he went to the Price is Right, uh, yeah, I just became not funny he dyed his hair look weird lost all that weight yeah these are big guys who lose all the weight I don't get it they suddenly become like not funny
0: well he's not on a comedy show anymore he's doing a game he, show he's just he's just not funny which you probably haven't watched
1: not while well, he has been on it no so once Bob Barker left I left uh, this documentary
0: does have Bob Barker show up. And it also has an interview with uh, one of the producers who would go out in the lineup of people waiting to come in and he'd be the guy that would kind of quasi-interview every single person so they could decide who they're going to call up on Contestant Row. Hmm. It wasn't like a draw to get on Contestant Row. You had to like pass a, a quick little interview, you know, have the personality to get up there. So it was fixed. Well, I don't, they, I don't know. They don't want a deadbeat on Contestant Row, so I can kind of see the, the point of it. Well, I guess. Well, that's okay. on Netflix, and that's that's trending. Perfect Bid, maybe it's called? I don't mm-hmm. know. Something like well, that. Well, now
1: I don't have to watch it. Yeah, I know there's plenty still to take in. No, uh, there's other things I can... It's how spreadsheets can change your life be productive in both my life how are you being productive right now i'm yeah. not being productive how are you productive today uh well i fixed the hot tub because i had to replace a couple of o-rings in
0: it o-rings i need an o-ring for my garden hose and then um that's the different between me and you <laughs> My O ring is for a guard nose. Your O ring is for you. I could use
1: an O ring for my guard for hose your too, 120 actually. nozzle hot tub. I just put it around outside, man. I got a lot of interlocking work to do. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a crappy weekend. you feel like this, though. I went to the gym after I dropped the kids off. I almost did an about face because there was, as soon as I walk in, I, you go to the desk. First thing, you scan your card. The ladies say hi, and then you walk around to the back as you're heading back to the change room. It's an open, uh, open concept. Jim, I see this fucking douchebag back in the wall of mirrors. He's wearing a tank top. He lifts the tank top so that it goes up and over his head and is resting on the back of his neck. like like those fucking guys? Like the guys do at (laughs) Gangbangs. And then I see him. He's standing in front of the mirror. (laughs) So he's got his back to the mirror. He pulls his shirt up, up over his tank top, up over his head. So it's resting on the back of his neck now. Fully exposed on the front. Takes his phone, raises it to do a selfie. So he's got his arm up over him. With the phone looking down, does a a flex pose with his left arm, and takes a picture of himself. And I'm watching this as I'm walking through the gym toward the changing area. And I almost did an about face and walked out. That stuff, I can't stand at the gym. And I immediately thought of you, and what you would say if you saw this guy. But this was a complete one of those douchebag guys no brains probably putting out this tweet of himself another day at the gym click hey ladies <laughs> you fuck uh, that attracts the ladies I guess that attracts the hoes that's what that does I don't, I don't and I was watching I... this guy after after I came out mm-hmm. watching his workout and uh, you can just tell he's one of those guys where it's like I don't know He's on something. One of those guys. So you went to the
0: gym. You spent a couple hours there.
1: No, I spent. I'm on a new routine, so here I'm, we go. I'm in and out in under, uh, usually about 50 minutes. Five zero. Five zero. Yeah. And then what do you do? Uh, run around, do some errands, got some stuff tested. What? Um, came home, did some work outside, had lunch. You said get stuff tested. Yeah, I had to get the the water tested and shit. No one knows what you're talking about. Read my mind. Oh, you're talking about the chemicals of the pool. Yeah. Or the
0: hot tub. Pool. You are, you are delirious right now. It is hilarious. Do you not think you should have used any kind of responsibility and had some kind of sleep? I did. I had two hours. Then what's the two issue? Two I don't want to do this. What is the? Why are you delirious right now? Because I'm delirious. I got ants in my pants. Well, if everyone had seen how much you ate already tonight,
1: I had two kebabs. You and told a me there were two
0: kebabs, but there was more than that. Two was two kebabs. kebabs? There was like five pounds of meat there. Well, they were
1: put on the metal skewers, so they're long. Two <laughs> two skewers. Two two foot longs. Anyway, that had to be eaten, because that was from two days ago. And then I got the pasta in the fridge, though. I guess I'll save that for tomorrow. And then I ate uh, half of a massive chocolate bar, and then I had, what, one-third of the stick of salami and two slices of bread. And corn nuts. And a thing of corn nuts. And uh, so far, I've had five bottles of water. Small plastic bottles. Because
0: one of these animals on YouTube has told you to do that. No,
1: everyone knows you need to stay hydrated. But I don't normally drink water, so I've only had one coffee tonight. And um, it's good for you. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Why don't you drink some water?
0: I drink plenty of water, thanks. Well,
1: then why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Let's go straight over to Lotus Corner. Yes, let's get these comments out of the way, because... We need to run a tight ship tonight. What are you doing?
0: Oh, this YouTube just pops so up. So hey, here. no thanks. YouTube Premium. Wish videos kept playing when you close the app. That should be just. So that click. shouldn't be a premium. Lotus will kick off Lotus Corner with a great comment on our YouTube channel. Start to continue. What are you doing? I'm making notes. Oh. Yeah. How am I going to make a picture out a Lotus's Comet?
1: What's know. your note? I'm putting in Lotus's Corner. Uh, <laughs> uh, so
0: he says, on the topic of going to the theater, it seems we have pretty good these days reserved seats, recliners, D box motion seats, because I was talking about my theater experience. And he goes on to ask if I remember driving theaters. And he had a station wagon, or his family had a station wagon, so it was kind of like a mini camping trip with blankets and pillows. You pull up and had either a metal speaker, or you could a metal speaker you could hook to the side of the car for sound. Later, as the tech got better, you would tune your radio to a specific station and it would play through the car's stereo. Boy, I, I mean, never had a... Uh, we've come a long way since then. Don't know if drive-in theaters are even still
1: around. Yeah, they're still around. Kids growing up these days may I never had experience their... I never that. went when they... Yeah, let me talk. <laughs> I never went to the theater when there was... Um, uh, where you could tune your radio. The I think the two or three times I went to a drive-in, it was the box on the window glass... But the first movie I ever saw at a drive-in was Fright Night. We were up at the cottage. It was actually a double feature. I don't remember what the other one was. But we went to the movie Drive-In for the first time. What cottage? The Cousin's Cottage. And, um, yeah, it was Fright Night. And I guess it must have been another horror movie. Because they're normally the same genre, Right. Anyway, first time I saw *Fright Night*, scared the hell out of me. Because I think I was like, I was still super young. All right, continue. (laughs) (laughs) I did continue. No, with Lotus thing.
0: That's Lotus's thing. Now it's time for us to talk. That's it. I thought you wrote more than that. Now, in Barrie, where I'm at, we, we still have a full-on drive-in theater happening. It's a pretty big deal. They have three screens. Uh, it's radio, like uh, Lotus was saying, where you tune in your radio. And uh, there used to be, w- within the vicinity of Barrie, like just up until five years ago, three separate drive-ins you could choose from. I think this it's, we're down to one now. But growing up myself in Picton. Um, if you want to go see a movie our theater in Picton was mostly closed down so we had the drive-in theater and uh, that was the speaker on the window for the longest time and they switched to the radio as well but uh, that's that's where that's where everyone went on the weekend was to the drive-in theater And, and when you were old enough to get your own wheels like that's why you wanted your own car that was that was the reason to go the drive-in and uh, that's that's what my first car was a truck was pickup truck so uh, that was the best time taking that to the drive-in because uh, I would basically make up a bed in the bed of the truck and you take your best girl there put her in the back of the bed of the truck and then you back up into the spot. Instead of driving through, you back up. So you're pointing the back end of your truck at the at the screen. And you hook your little speaker onto the back side of the truck. And you're inside in a bed. Hello. A bed in the back of your you truck. You want me to get
1: excited about that? Yeah. Does that not sound cool? We had pillows. It's probably a good idea. As you, you get also, under blankets. The back of your bed was clean. Yeah, of course. Give me a break. What do you mean you give me a break? It's been outdoors. In the country. It, yeah. It's full of acid rain.
0: Dust. Well, and you clean it out. Cow feces. And then you go to the drive in and they'd have car load nights. So you just pay one price for as many people as you can load into the car. Like you could load people in the trunk if you wanted and do whatever. That's uh, what people used to do, sneak in through the trunk, right? I think it was ten bucks car load night. But I remember uh, so my parents had this <coughs> crazy curfew. You know, it was always two movies at a drive-in, drive right? And I can't remember when the curfew was. I think it was 11 or was it one? Uh, it was in a crazy time where you couldn't fit both movies in. So you'd be in the middle of the second movie and you'd be like, Well, guys, uh, I got to go. <laughs> now what do you mean you gotta go we're in the middle we're the movie's halfway yeah uh, gotta it's gotta go just tell your parents you're gonna you're at the drive-in and you can't leave until the second movie's over yeah that's that that doesn't work they don't they don't go for that Uh, So a lot of times i had to leave midway
1: through that second feature yeah did you bring people with you well ultimately yeah did you tell him ahead of time? That, hey, guys, I'm going to be bouncing halfway through the second movie, so. And then... Why would uh, you even stay then? What's the point of staying? Yeah, I know. Well, because you want to stay out as late as possible. Go do something else. That was...
0: That's all you did in Picton uh. before you could get into bars or whatever. was the driving. 16 to 19, or 18, you were doing driving. Then beyond that, you were going out... Uh, to the drinking establishments cow tipping as and then of course when that drive-in was switching over to radio they like left all the uh, speakers out and uh, i had uh, i needed a souvenir so i I have one of those at home very uh, i'm lucky to have one of those very proud to have a drive-in theater speaker at home which, if I was smart, like you go to these old-timey flea markets and stuff, people are uh, refurbishing those, and they, they they even have the post. If I was smart, I would have ripped the post out of the wall, out of the ground, because they have the post all painted up nice, and then they have two speakers hanging on each Who's side. Who's buying that? People put that in their, uh, their room, I don't know, to look at. Same people are buying uh, air pumps and uh,
1: gas pumps.
0: You know those air pumps, that yeah, ding? That's, people, that is highly, highly collectible. Yeah. And you could have ripped they, those off the wall. People
1: aren't putting that in their living rooms.
0: Yeah, they are. i sure they are.
1: No, they're putting it in their uh, garage that they keep their vintage vehicles in. Hmm.
0: Let's go over to. Where, do, where else do we get
1: comments from, Joe? Uh, YouTube.com slash start to continue. Yes, that's where we just were. Oh, that's where we were. Then you got to go to the Cartridge Club forums and uh, look where Eric uh, made a forum post for us week in and week out under STC pod. Eric
0: doesn't comment on our show. Oh. He saves that for another podcast. If I go over to cartridgeclub.org and under the STC pod forum, let's just pick a random one, because uh, Rando, we're getting late here. Uh, thanks to Frantic Josh for launching the thread for us this week. How do they do that? They just post a new thread. Under what title? They huh. just grab our title and our description and huh. launch the thread. I think we should give out prizes to whoever... Launches the most threads after a certain amount of time. They're prized if they get to sit with Joe for an hour. This is Frantic Josh. Frantic Society. I don't like that. It's always Frantic Josh. How do we
1: know if my phone's making the thing? We don't. Don't put it too close. Well, maybe you should uh, be listening. How could I listen and record at the same time? How?
0: Have, that's how most people do it. They have headphones on at the same time.
1: It doesn't work with the Apple and Bluetooth uh, blue microphone here.
0: Josh says, I've never tried D-Box, even though I've been curious about it. He's been D-curious. What's a D-Box? We talked. I talked about it last episode in my theater, the D-Box seating that moves around. Oh, that. Yeah, okay. I don't like that name. Uh, The people using it always look dumb to me. Like somebody just jostling their chairs around. That's why it's called D-Box, right? (laughs) It is kind of like that. My favorite movie theater experience is Dolby Theaters. They have crisp colors and would compare to a high-end LED panel with dark blacks. No artifacting or ghosting from the projector or anything like that. Each, Each seat has its own subwoofer and is a reclining seat. Each seat has its own
1: subwoofer. I don't like that because... I like that. that bothers my stomach. Oh, my God. They're my favorite theaters are the ones that play good movies that I like. The sound is all around you and not in a gimmicky way.
0: Seeing Endgame in that theater blew me away. I can only imagine. I've not been loving the X-Men movies lately. Marvel Studios has just been doing it way you, better the,
1: than anyone else. The Boring the X-Men. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, you know what? I I stand corrected. Thank you everyone for bringing that up to me that uh, X-Men Apocalypse that last one was I did not like that. I think I drove it out of my memory.
1: That was Yeah, I don't like you... There was, was a couple horrible. there was a couple cool scenes, was... but aside from that, it was I don't think mm-hmm. I liked any of it. Well, there's a couple cool action scenes. But for the most part, it was garbage.
0: Uh, I can't wait for the Fox movies are done and the X-Men are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That it seems an impossibility. It's just...
1: What's your rating on the forum? Tomb I can't Raider. wait
0: to take my PSVR to my grandparents' place and see their reactions. I bet they will love it. They will love it. Especially with the those experiences. Don't. You're going to kill your grandparents. But, uh... That reminds me, too. Josh was talking about uh, The Darkest Blacks, this drive-in back in
1: uh, Picton. You were in Picton with your grandparents. You
0: had, to, you had to look to see what movie's playing at the drive-in, and you had to decide whether it was worth going to the drive-in to see because <laughs> their lamp had not been replaced in, like, 45 years. So if you were looking and your movie was, say, I think a, like a good example is uh, the Batman movie was playing there and you're like oh that's gonna be way too dark <laughs> for the drive and <laughs> that's pointless it'll be like that game of thrones uh, episode that's all black mm-hmm. that's basically how the darker styled movies would look because they just would never replace their bulbs because they are barely making any money so and how often would you have to replace a bulb i don't know but you, every week it'd be dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. So that was kind of a drag. Mm. And uh, Josh talking about um, these Dolby theaters and whatever. I remember, you know, when uh, the surround st- sound was finally coming out in the theaters. You know, uh, everything was just stereo, stereo, stereo. And then you happened to just check out a movie that was in surround sound. And it was a, like a completely different experience. Do you remember... Having that experience, you saw everything at the theater.
1: Yeah, but I just never cared. It was—I just remember it being louder. I would look
0: through the newspapers and all the titles, and then oh yeah, God. I wouldn't because some would say Dolby, but that wouldn't necessarily mean surround, right? That could just mean two-channel Dolby, right? So mm-hmm. The only way I knew for sure is if it said DTS, and you if it was
1: see a movie because it wasn't DTS. That that, you're saying? That's absolutely I would pick out If I, I'm going to paid to the theater to
0: see it It had to be in DTS I so would I knew, not be able to watch a movie with you So I knew it would be in surround sound And That'd then be- remember that opening uh, DTS yes. sting? No, no, that was <laughs> oh. That was the THX one You're thinking of The DTS one was a very macro Close-up shot of a piano Wire As the hammer's hitting the piano wire no, I don't remember that. And you can see the dust off the piano wire as it hits the sound. And you knew you were in for a for a treat.
1: That wasn't as impressive as mine. What was yours again? Burn. And then something else happened. There's the explosion at the end of that. Right? An explosion? Something happened. No, no, no. It went burn. and then... Re- Stop. how did it happen would Siri play it for me no she wouldn't because she'd be like there's a copyright on that piece <laughs> of garbage what's it called the THX sound THX sound oh, watch this mother truckers That was the explosion at the end. Play that's, the DTS sound. That's the explosion all over, all over the girl's belly. DTS
0: sound makes the hair on your arms the what? stand up. What DTS? Out. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I think that's it. here. Yeah, see the piano light. that was garbage
0: beautiful the hair on my neck is standing. can you guys up. uh
1: in your comments please let bill know how much better my thx sound was
0: thx is just it's like it's, throwing a big fat cock out there Whereas the DTS is like a symphony of cocks
1: for sm- you to be heard. uh symphony of small ones
0: well there's still meanwhile a symphony you, of you just
1: need one of me walking around
0: Slap, oh. slapping
1: all you small ones in the face with my single one. Oh, I'm glad that, that perks you up. That made me smile.
0: That, oh, I feel like rubbing them. That, that was funny. I feel like rubbing you on the shoulder like we got through something. I am excited on, uh, to continue on Netflix. Uh, a show I watched has come back for its second season Do you remember me talking about this show about the rain?
1: Clickety-click on the keyboard. He's such a conversationalist. What? The rain?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, it's this foreign show. I think it's uh, Swedish or Norway or something. I talked about it maybe last
1: year. Oh, then uh, I definitely remembered it because I remember you talking about a Swedish show. Last year. You do? No.
0: You are not a nice person.
1: Why would I remember Why you talking you? about a, I remember a, stuff. a Swedish show over a year ago? Yeah. Do you remember me talking about that for uh, about five minutes? <laughs> and I'm a bad person because I don't. <laughs> uh, what is this rain show?
0: Well, you meet uh, this girl... And she's in charge of her little brother. Uh, Ultimately, it's one of these uh, post-apocalyptic shows. It gives us our our healthy dose of abandoned buildings. I don't like this uh, where
1: it's like the little kids taking care of each other. No, no,
0: no. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying when we first meet them, her brother is really, uh, really little. And something happens where the rain just delivers this virus. If you get caught in the rain, you're dead within five minutes. Oh,
1: I typed in rain as in uh, sovereign rain. Mm. No, this rain. This is rain from the sky. Yeah. And so their father is some
0: muckety-muck at some big agency, and he's kind of aware of what ha- what's happening, and he puts these two kids in like a futuristic kind of bunker that's fully loaded. And he says uh, to the sister, you got to take care of him he's all that matters take care of him and I'll be back but just take care of him and five years pass he never comes back they're down there for five years until they exhaust all of their supplies and that's what the first season is about so they have to leave the bunker see what's left of this world and as they get out they discover that there's this big corporation kind of like Umbrella Corporation is like capturing people and uh, doing what we don't know to them but they're aware of an of this series of bunkers so they're trying to get to another bunker so they can continue to live underground or whatever and as they're doing that they're meeting other people and the adventure grows right and there's drama and all kinds of fun stuff that we like to see in a good in a good series anyways that was season one and uh, season two just started back up and um it's good If you don't mind, if you can handle subtitles or whatever, or uh, the dubbing, you could listen to a dubbed version. I don't recommend it, but it's like uh, God—is it Swedish or? Anyways, whatever they're speaking, there's a lot of English thrown in there too, right? Because English is everywhere, so it's not not a tough watch if you have trouble with subtitles. I
1: don't. I don't think I'd like it because it's post-apocalyptic. With uh, little kids?
0: No, no, no. The, no, no. It's not when they get out of the bum- bunker. Yeah, but I mean, like she, the parents
1: li- are dead, and that kind of scenario where it's like them alone. And she's like
0: she's like twenty two, and he's sixteen when they get oh. out of the bunker. They're not they're little shot. kids anymore. She's cute, yeah. And they, you know. Like one of the characters they meet up with is this other girl who, um, when all of this went down, she had braces right and now it's five years later after all the shit went down she's still stuck with her braces because there's no one around to take her braces off so just imagine that too it's all they got all these little things in there that just kind of make you think about what if everything goes to shit what you got to deal with so uh season two expands on that and there's more mystery and more things are happening to the world and uh the little kid you find out why well he's not little anymore right he's 16 you find out why he's so important he's like uh, he's a linchpin to the whole thing so um, I it gets on my recommended list it sounds depressing I can't watch it the rain it's not depressing well you know it's it, it scratches the itch of uh, seeing lots of abandoned buildings and bunkers does, I love my bunkers I don't
1: have an itch for that Mm, speaking of little kids, my son wrote um, a thing at school where it was it was to help with, like, sentence writing and structure and how to use, like, adjectives and pronouns and stuff like that. But he wrote reasons why he should be allowed to stay up later. Because I know <laughs> <Yeah>. that... <laughs> I know you've been busting chops about our strict uh, bedtime... Routine where the kids go to bed at seven o'clock. Well, they get ready for bed at seven, and then by the time they brush their teeth and they're in bed and we say goodnights and all that, it's like seven thirty. So he wrote up this thing saying, like, "I'm I'm turning eight in November. Uh, the sun is the day. The sun's out longer, <laughs> so I find it harder to go to. And this is what he wrote: I find it harder to go to sleep when it's so bright out." and all these other reasons. Mhm. So we're going to maybe start trying it once school's over this year. And uh see how he takes to it if he's not cranky and cuz our our kids like fall asleep pretty quick and they get pretty cranky if they don't get enough sleep.
0: I highly doubt they're falling asleep at 7:30. An 8-year-old. Well, I'm falling
1: asleep at 7.30, so there's probably a good reason why they are, too.
0: All right, everybody.
1: I got to I gotta put this Joe. Yep. i need to go cup some more salami. I'm a bit more awake yeah, now. You don't need salami. I'm going to get a salami stick. Listen, another. we are 30
0: days away from Too Many Games, Ow. the C3... Uh, meet up in philadelphia 30, i still
1: don't know if i'm going
0: 30 days away don't sorry, everyone just went oh my god here we go my vacation is not approved that yet. was joe's whole strategy when i get to 30 days that's when i start laying in the i don't knows. my vacation is not approved that is such it is approved because there's no way they can't approve you at it's this not time. approved i know i I, know I just te- checked. i know technically it's not approved but there's no way it can't be with it because you'd be able to grieve because they went way past the uh the cutoff that they have to approve or disapprove so they're the one that's screwed man like if they were to not approve you you could easily file a grievance and win it anyways i don't know what so that's what was on, your point we just letting everyone know That that's happening they and, we, know. and we have to start figuring shit out We have to get our tickets or whatever What? To get the tickets? Yeah and uh, Just get the tickets Figure out itineraries Right? Uh, yeah Close your eyes because you know Everyone will do everything for you I
1: can imagine what these itineraries are going to be like We got Kevin going Doing the Rocky Stairs which I wouldn't mind doing I guess for. The for, rocky statue isn't even there anymore. The stairs. Yeah. The you statue's mean, not up there. He wants anymore. to run up and down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do that. I just want to hang out. Listen. Listen. Musty never talked to me last time. So I got to spend some time with him. I'll sneak around, follow around him. Uh uh, uh Eric barely got to talk to him
0: what like you weren't at the last time
1: when they came here got my buddy uh, Chris Roberts
0: he's not going he's not going no he won't buy a plane ticket oh come on he makes a thousand dollars a day on eBay but he won't buy an eight hundred dollar plane ticket Chris Roberts come on
1: come on then who else is there I want to know if, uh, did they make good and have they fully acknowledged um, my thing that I sent? Our room's got to be this and that, it's got to have certain colored candies in there. Your rider? It's got to have certain drinks in there. Did you send it to Travis of the Polykill group? Well, I, I've i been putting it out on Twitter. Okay. Like as individual sentences, only to be assumed that that's part of the rider. Mm. see Travis? I guess see that big giant Jake. Mm. Are you going to wrestle him? No. No, he's too big, man. <laughs> he's like 6'7 and fifty pounds. Mostly like I said, my vacation's got to be approved still. All
0: right, so that's uh we gotta uh, get that going. And uh, mm, what else? Do have to plug anything else? Mm, YouTube
1: channel. Let's start to continue. Uh, what else? That's it. Everybody knows where everything is. Sounds good to me. Okay. Post and post it.